Hello, hello everyone and welcome, welcome back to the season two finale of the Let's Heal podcast. Yes, you heard me right. We are ending season two with a bang and I am just so thankful to God. I first want to thank God for just him being God and him using me as a vessel in order to speak to you, in order to speak to your hearts, in order to to touch your hearts and, and to help you on this journey as you heal, as you become a greater version of yourself, as you grow deeper and wider and stronger in your faith, right? And I'm just so excited that God was able to move through this podcast this year. You know, a lot of times, it really is a blessing for God to move on something that, you know, you're doing like a project that you're doing to really have his approval and to move on it. Because I've definitely been in seasons where there were things I wanted to do, but they were out of alignment, <laughs> definitely out of alignment with what God wanted for me. Right. And so that kind of led me to a weird space of misunderstanding God and misunderstanding, you know, his guidance and where he was leading me. And so just the fact to have this podcast, let's heal. (laughs) And for it to really be so impactful and for it to make such a difference, I first want to give God all the glory. Thank you, Jesus. And second of all, I want to thank you all, all my beautiful, beautiful listeners, my beautiful butterflies, my beautiful souls. I love you guys so much and I'm so grateful for you guys really pouring into me because every time you listen to my podcast, every time you share my posts, every time you listen to my poetry, you know, every time you do all these things in a way you are pouring into me and I just want to thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. And I just pray that what it is that I do for God and and what it is that I'm doing in this season is also helping you guys because that's all I want to do. You know, I came to this world. I came into this existence knowing that I was going to serve others and I'm cool with that right? (laughs) And so today, I just want to thank God. I just want to honor him first. And before we even begin, let's pray. Oh my goodness, let's pray. Sorry, God. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you, we just want to honor you. We want to give you all the glory because you are such a good God. And we are so grateful to be adopted into your family. We are sons and daughters of you, God, the most high God. And we are so grateful. I am so grateful, definitely, for the opportunity. And I just pray, God, that even now you'll forgive us of our our sins, cleanse our hearts and our minds, God, so that we can be open and receptive to what it is you are saying, God. Cleanse my heart, cleanse my mind. Use me as a vessel of your glory, God. And I pray even now that every soul that hears my voice, Father God, will experience healing in the name of Jesus. And I pray that by the end of this podcast, they will understand, God, their assignment. They will understand that it's important to know what the purpose is over their life so that they can become who you have called them to be. Thank you so much, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for being our friend. Thank you for loving on us, even when we don't deserve it. We don't. We really don't. But thank you for your unwavering love. You're awesome, God. You're the best. (laughs) I love you so much. And I'm thankful for everything. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
Amen, gang. Amen. God is so good. And really just in in my spirit lately, I've been just kind of really pondering over like, God, what is it that you want me to do with this last podcast? You feel me? Because I don't know. And I know you you want me to have seven podcasts, right? And I only have six, <laughs> right? And so I know you want me to end the year off and I know you want me to do this, but what do you want me to talk about? Um, we've covered so much. We've covered the art of forgiveness. We've covered the art of embracing pain. Um, we've covered, uh, shoot, I don't even remember all my podcast names. <laughs> what else do we have? We had the art of rebirth, okay? We had the art of... Yeah, go go check them out because I don't remember all of them off rip. <laughs> but we we had all of these really great um ideas that came straight from you, God. And so like to really end this, God, what you want me to talk about, right? And you know, as I was, you know, just thinking about it, especially last night, I was thinking about it and I was like, God, what you what you want me to talk about? And what do you want me to talk to um your people about you? what do you want me to talk to them about? And God revealed to me the word becoming, the art of becoming. And I just about fill out, child, I just about fill out because isn't that all of our processes right now? I think right now in this moment, in this place and in this season, especially when we look at the pandemic, thank you, Holy Spirit. When we look at the pandemic, my God. And when the pandemic started, right, there was a complete shift in the atmosphere and in the climate. And yes, I do mean like a physical shift, of course, because now there's a new virus, blah, blah, blah. But there was there was definitely a spiritual shift. And that what happened was God began to to take all the pieces of the, of the chessboard, right? And he began to put them in a place where we were all in separation, right? So if you imagine a chessboard with all the pieces on the board, every single piece, thank you, Holy Spirit, has a responsibility to carry out a mission, right? And so what God did with the pandemic was he separated us individually. He separated all of us, right? And he said, it's time for you to understand how your peace moves. Oh, Holy Spirit, you good. Yes, God, come through. Oh, my gosh. He wants you to understand how your peace moves. And this is all about the art of becoming. Becoming is the ability to transform. That is what becoming is all about. It's a period of transformation. It is a process, right? And so in the art of becoming, it's time that you learn why you here literally it is time for you to learn why you are here why did god allow you to come into this existence here on this earth what is your purpose what are you here for because i could tell you right now that you're not here for nothing right and and everyone who's listening to me whether you believe in god whether you don't you feel me whether you listen i love you so much i love you regardless and god loves you too right that's not going to change our love for you but anyone anyone who's listening now it's so important to understand that you aren't here by accident 
right? You know, you may have had parents that necessarily didn't all have all their ducks in a row or they weren't all married before they had children or they kind of just, you know, y'all know we grown. (laughs) They had their moment and you came. But think about all the babies that didn't come from all the moments that a child could have came from. Think about that. It's like, There's so many chances that you couldn't have came. And honestly, if you think about it, the odds are stacked against you really to come. Because if we look at even (laughs) the process of becoming a child, the process of growing in a mother's belly, the process of being born, right? We see that in this process, there's a shift. There's a shift that happens and that occurs within this process as we become. And so even as a baby in the womb, as you are growing and becoming, God had already had a plan and purpose over your life. Before before you were even in your mother's womb, the Bible says, God had ordained. That means he has placed an assignment. He has called into existence a certain assignment that's supposed to be over your life. And so to be honest, you can't level up. Honestly, let's be real. Okay, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit getting kind of gangster right now. Um, You can't level up. You can't glow up. You can't become. You can't succeed. You can't do any of these things without knowing what your assignment is first. Because you know what you will do? You will fulfill an incorrect assignment or even worse. You will fulfill an assignment that belongs to the kingdom of darkness. And I can speak to this from my own experience, right? Let me just, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let let me be vulnerable and transparent with you guys. So I think most of you guys know my journey, right? I was born and raised in the church and then around high school ages, um, you know, late high school, early college, I began to dabble in new age spirituality and witchcraft and things like that, right? And so God, he had to deliver me. But even as I'm going through my deliverance process, and that's another thing, deliverance is not no one time thing. Deliverance is is like a continuous daily purification and purging process that you have to maintain and that you have to really uh, put effort and energy into or you can revert back or actually it'll be even worse because in the Bible it says that when the spirit leaves a man, the house is swept clean. But if the house is not filled with anything like the Holy Spirit, if you're not filling yourself with the word of God daily, if you're not reading your Bible, if you're not praying, if you're not doing what it is that you need to do to keep yourself full, it says in the Bible that he will go, the spirit will leave and come back to see if the house is empty. And if it's empty, He going to come back with seven of his friends, come in your house, eat up all your food. And you when I say the house, right, I'm talking about your your spiritual body. Right. So when you you decide to say, God, like I want to start over, I want to start fresh. God cleanses your spiritual body and it's a clean house. Right. So but what the scripture says is that that spirit that was really bringing you down, bothering you, whether it was spirit of depression, anxiety, uh, the spirit of fear, you feel me, all of these things, or even if you're dealing with certain um, 
uh, sins or maybe you were dealing with like the spirit of witchcraft, the spirit of rebellion, uh, the spirit of uh, alcoholism, addiction, drug abuse, all these things, right? The Bible, it says that if you do not fill yourself with something as a replacement, and, and actually, I just want to thank uh, my co-pastor, co-pastor Jackson. Um, she's amazing. And she really helped me to understand this concept that they'll bring seven more back. <laughs> they'll bring all their friends right and so it's so important that number one you understand your assignment and you find what it is that you're supposed to do right and so as I was going through my journey I didn't know what it was I was supposed to do and so what appeased my flesh what was appealing to my flesh which was at the time it was power mm. At the time, I wanted power. I wanted, I felt so disempowered. And I felt like my voice was never heard. And I felt like I didn't have a place where I truly belonged. And I felt at home anywhere, anywhere for the majority of my life. And so when I began to dabble in new age, it felt safe right? It felt like a place where I could connect with other like-minded individuals who would talk about, you know, spirit guys and all these things. And as I began to grow in it, I began to learn a lot and master a lot and began to get really good at certain things, right? Like manifestation, the law of attraction. I began to master these arts. And what I realized Looking back now, I say all of that to say was that as God had a plan and a purpose for me, so did the devil. So did Satan. He also had a plan and an assignment for my life. And so that's why it's so important in the season to distinguish exactly what God wants you to do in the art of becoming. Because if you don't distinguish that, you're going to go a long way, the wrong way. A long way, the wrong way. Amen. And so in the art of becoming, number one is understanding your assignment. And number two is being okay with, with, with not everyone understanding. Okay. Number two, it's okay if no one understands. And you know, God is so faithful. He will put someone in your life, at least one person excuse me, that will be able to help you and that will be able to encourage you and uplift you, even if they may not understand your, your you in the spirit and who God has called you to be 100% as yet, they'll still be there, you know, to guide you and help you. You're not alone. And even if you're feeling alone in this season, just know that God is right there. And Jesus, he's your best friend. You can talk to him about anything. You can communicate with him. You can joke with him. You can laugh with him. Like he's really down to earth. I promise you. You just got to get to know him. <laughs> you got to get to know God. Like that should be number three. So number two, stop worrying about the opinions of others. Because to be honest, they're not living your life. They don't know the vision God placed inside of you. They have no idea. You know what they're doing? When they try to speak into your life and say, oh, you should do this or you should do it this way or you shouldn't do it that way. You shouldn't do it this way as if they know the blueprint. Only God knows the blueprint. You'll know the blueprint. Only God knows the blueprint. Right. So when people come to you and they have all these opinions regarding how it is that you are trying to live out the purpose that God has called you to, you don't owe them an explanation, baby. You don't. 
You don't because the truth is that your assignment is your fingerprint. Oh my gosh, Holy Spirit, come through. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, you snapping tonight. Your assignment is your fingerprint. And only you can unlock. Mm, mm, mm. Only you can unlock what it is that God has placed in you. It's up to you. It's up to you. And I'm and I'm sorry because a lot of times us as human beings, we don't we don't like to assume responsibility of anything, right? Like we don't want to be accountable. Like, no, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. No, it's not me. Am I the drama? I'm not the drama. <laughs> no. no, seriously, but we are the drama. Usually we're the ones standing in our own way, right? Because we don't want to give give it to God. We don't want to submit to God. We don't want to let God truly take over and guide us in our purpose. And so number two, definitely don't worry about what anybody got to say, child. Because at the end of the day, they're not paying your bills. They didn't put a roof over your head. They didn't put clothes on your back. You know, some people might think my patois is not all good. But like I say, you can't worry about what people think. Amen. Right. They didn't put they don't put a put food over food on your table. They don't put a roof over your head. They they don't pay you. Right. You feel me? They they literally have no bearing in your life. Yet you let their opinion outweigh what God says. Oh, man. God, you go you going ham right now, Holy Spirit. You going ham right now, Jesus. You going ham. Amen. So it's so important that we don't let the opinions of man override the voice of God. God said what he said. He said, I said what I said. Right? And so we follow that and we trust him. Right? And I think a lot of times. It gets kind of tough because you can't always see, right? Which probably leads into my third or my fourth point that you're not going to always see everything. Most of the times you don't even see the fullness of the end of who it is you're supposed to be as you become, right? On this journey in the art of becoming you, when you're here at stage one, you have no idea what you're going to look like at stage 100. You may get hints, right? You may have a vision that God has given you, right? You and 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 a and a plan to execute, but you still don't know what the future holds. Like you really don't know. And I know that breeds a lot of anxiety in people and a lot of depression as well. Anxiety because there's such a fear. There's such a fear for the future. Right. And then depression, because you're resisting the future. Come through, Holy Spirit. You are resisting (laughs) what you don't know. You resist the unknown. We fear the unknown. That's human nature. Right. And so on this journey of becoming as you're becoming who you are, I can understand how you would feel like that. I empathize and I validate those feelings. What you have to understand, though, is that God will never lead you wrong never lead you wrong if you think about your past and your track record and you look at where you are now and you look and you look and you like dang i'm okay (laughs) i'm okay like it could have been way worse like i'm okay i'm okay i may not have everything that i want in this life i may not have you know you know all the things but i my needs are supplied amen everything that i need is provided 
And so it's so important that as you move forward, it's okay if you don't know everything. It's okay if you don't have all the answers because I know someone who does. (laughs) And that's Jesus, right? Which leads me to my next point, point number five. Always keep him first. I mean, that should really be point number one. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That should really be point number one before even figuring out your purpose. But Keeping God first is so important. Keep him first. Keep him as as head over your life. Because what that will do is it will give you a new vision and a perspective for the type of path you're going to take. Right? So let's break this down. When you keep God first, God begins to lay out a blueprint for you to see. He begins to speak to you and he says, Okay, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Sometimes it may even be little trivial things like, Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? But he's slowly giving you the pieces. He's slowly giving you the components and parts of yourself that you need to become that person who's going to carry out the assignment. Because before you can carry out the assignment, you have to become a Amen, Holy Spirit. Let's go to Daniel. Daniel, before Daniel was even crowned king, anointed king, sorry, crowned and anointed, <laughs> amen, king, he was in the field. He was he was a shepherd boy, right? And he was tending to the sheep. He was keeping the sheep away from the other animals that would come. You know what I'm saying? He was putting oil in the sheep's ear so the gnats wouldn't get in the sheep's ear and the bugs wouldn't get in and kill the, kill the sheep, you know, the parasites. And He was doing his thing. But the thing is that he was already in identity before he was in assignment. Oh my gosh. Holy Spirit, you are killing it. This is not me. This is God. Oh my gosh, you snap. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he was in identity before assignment. Here's another example. The Bible says, whoever findeth a wife. What does this mean? What does this mean? This means that as a husband, you got to be a husband to find a wife, first of all, period. If a husband, right? A person who identifies and knows they are a husband before they even have exchanged rings, right? Before they even have come into communion and marriage with each other. If a husband goes out, right, into the world, that means God is saying that if he finds a wife, meaning like like they say, not a girlfriend, but an actual wife, he finds a good thing and obtaineth favor, with the Lord. Okay, so ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit. So let's break this down. Whoever findeth a wife finds a good thing. Identity. That's all about identity, right? It's all about seeking, finding. Um, it's all about what it is you're looking for. Ooh, because you have to change yourself so that your appetites and the things that you're looking for begin to look more like God. Amen. And so in that process, the identity of the people, ooh, Holy Spirit, that you're supposed to be around will be revealed. And therefore, now you can make the proper decision of, in this case, the husband who's finding a wife. But he has to know, number one, that he's a husband, right? And then he has to know, number two, what a wife looks like. How do I know what a wife looks like? The word. The Bible's going to give you the instructions. What does a wife look like? Proverbs 31. The Proverbs 31 woman. What does a husband look like? The Ephesians 5 man. And I don't know why I'm going here, but I I thank God. Hopefully this is helping someone, right? And so in the art of becoming, 
It's all about identity before assignment. You already have to be like in a state of knowing who you are and having the identity that God has given you before you can even step into assignment, right? And so David, from from jump, he was already a shepherd. He was just shepherding sheep. Now as a king, he's shepherding people. My God, let's go. Let's go. Come on, Holy Spirit, come I'm so excited. I'm going to tell you guys why I'm so excited real quick. Because God told me before I came to do this podcast, he said, don't do no notes. (laughs) He said, don't do no notes. And I'm very like organized. And my thoughts are not organized. (laughs) And that's why I'm so organized because I need to put my thoughts on paper. And with every other podcast, I always do like my notes in advance. You feel me? And there was no problem. But this time God's like, no, I just want to speak to them like no notes <laughs> no notes <laughs> and so this is god right now this is god i'm just flowing i'm just flowing. literally i'm just flowing like this is god like and he's snapping thank you holy spirit for coming through right and so identity before assignment is so important right and lastly just knowing that even in this process even as you are growing and as you are becoming as you face obstacles Remember that the obstacles are actually your benefit. Every single obstacle that you're going to face on this journey is benefiting you. And if I think, especially as Christians, we need to begin to change our perspective and how we see things that we that cause us frustration. Amen. How do we see how do we view things that cause us frustration? And maybe the problem is why it's even causing frustration. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The reason why it's even causing frustration is because of the way you're looking at it. Oh my gosh, I'm about to fall out. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm about to fall out, right? So the only reason why it's frustrating you is because of how you're looking at it. Because if we even look at an example, right? Someone, one person may hate when... um. When you tap, when you tap with your pen in the classroom, right? Like one person in class might hate that you tapping on your pencil, but another person, they're in a state of what's known as habitation. So that means you may hear a sound or you may hear something repetitive in the beginning, but you're hearing it so much that your mind tunes it out. Ooh, where are you going? Holy Spirit, your mind tunes it out right and so that's called habituation that's a psychological term for you know just like when you would hear something or let's say (laughs) let's say you're a mom and your kids calling your name but like you don't hear them it's because you you are so used to the habituation of hearing their voice over and over again saying mommy 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 to the point where you just toned them out and it's not you but your mind is automatically doing the toning out tuning out tuning out i'm saying toning tuning out right so when we look at the mind and we look at perception and we look at what frustrates us, we look at the obstacles. What if we just looked at the obstacles, not as obstacles, but what if we looked at them as hmm, what if we looked at these obstacles as opportunities? Oh, Holy Spirit, come through. 
Amen. Amen. This this is helping me. This is, this is for me. Okay. Uh, everybody else is extra. Like this is for me. This is for me, right? But what if we what if we saw these obstacles as opportunities? An opportunity to become stronger in our faith, an opportunity to go deeper, an opportunity to defeat an enemy, a foe, a demon. And instead of being fearful, you know, taking up the mantle and saying, This is an opportunity for God to do something great right? Instead of being frustrated, like, dang, why ain't my money coming through? Wow. Why this job acting funny? Hold on. Is it really an obstacle or is it an opportunity for you to start your own business? Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. What if the frustration is not coming from the enemy? What if the frustration is coming from God? What if he's agitating you? so that you can wake up and start out of your slumber and realize yo wait hey hold on wait maybe i need to switch gears maybe i'm not in assignment maybe i'm out of alignment and i need to get back in assignment maybe i need to do that that's what i need to do (laughs) right so god is so good and so faithful that he will give you the blueprint And so as you guys become on this journey, oh my God, I just feel so good. And I just thank God for being God and coming through and stepping in. Amazing. God is amazing. This is all him. Like, I don't get no credit. You feel I'm just a vessel, right? He just uses me to talk to you guys. So he talking to (laughs) y'all. Amen. And so God is just so gracious enough throughout the whole process of becoming to cover that process with grace to season it with grace and patience and love and cultivation it when he looks at you the bible says we are his workmanship workmanship in greek and i'm not sure if i said this in another podcast but workmanship the greek word for workmanship is poema that is poetry, baby. That means that we are God's poetry. Oh, man, this is good. We are God's poetry. When God spoke life into existence, we became. And so as God says, you are my workmanship. You're my poetry in motion. Oh, that's so beautiful. You're my poetry in motion, daughter. You are my poetry in motion, son. Right. And as I speak these words, these poetic words, and you know, he the best poet, you know, he got some bar, you know, you know, Jesus got bars. Amen. (laughs) So as he begins to speak over you, speak his poetry. Oh, my God. So beautiful over you. He's literally speaking life into your situation. He's literally speaking your situations into existence, right? And this is when we, you know, we see manifestation and all those things. And, you know, the world has an idea of what manifestation is, but true biblical manifestation, it's God's poetry over your life. Oh, Holy Spirit. I'm about to fall out. I'm about to fall. I'm about to log off. I'm about to log off. Oh my gosh. We 30 minutes in. True manifestation. Oh, Thank you, Holy Spirit. True manifestation is God's poetry, what he speaks over your life. That is what will manifest into this reality as beautiful, right? But if you seek other sources in order to manifest whatever you feel your own assignment is or whatever you want to carry out because you want to do it and not because God said, hey, this is what you need to do. Yes, you can manifest in your own sense, 
But really, all you're doing is manifesting the opposite of God's assignment. So if God's assignment, oh man, Holy Spirit, oh, this word is heavy. Oh, this is heavy, y'all. If God's assignment was supposed to bring life, oh man, this is my first time bringing such a heavy message like this. Oh, wow. If God's assignment was supposed to bring life, you trying to manifest your own assignment from the flesh, from, from a dying, dead perspective, ooh, ooh, is only going to manifest death. Man. If you are not following the assignment God has over your life, it's not going to manifest life. Because his poetry is not the poetry. He's not the poet speaking. You are. And when you're the poet speaking, your mindset is limited. Your vision is limited. The way you respond to situations, is your capacity is limited because you're human. And you're flawed and you, you don't even know what's going to happen in the next minute. So how can you manifest something that you think is good for you? You think it's good for you, but at the end, it leads to death. And trust me, I am no stranger to this. I'm letting you guys know because I practice manifestation. I made things happen with my mind or so I thought. But really what was happening was, oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. Someone else was speaking over my life. My God. Something else was speaking over my life, speaking into my ear and influencing the way I, as a poet, spoke over my life. And therefore, it only bred more death. The result of that was more death. The result of me trying to do my own thing and, and, and find my own path and, and, and do whatever I wanted to do. All I did was manifest more heartbreak. Mm. All I did was manifest more depression. All I did was manifest more anxiety. Because I was uncooked. I was not fully cooked or fully developed. So how could I manifest a fully developed partner? How could I manifest a fully developed car? A fully developed house? All these fully developed versions of things when I can't even handle it. Man, Holy Spirit, you can't even handle it. If you manifest, if you truly manifested a million dollars today, would you be able to maintain it? Oh, man. Would you be able to maintain it? No. Let's be real with ourselves. I know. I, no cap. I probably would do better than before. <laughs> but I still would waste that million like very soon. Like, like probably in a couple months. <laughs> you feel me? Because I understand that I still need to be processed. I'm still becoming. Ooh. And let me throw y'all for a wrench. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> In the process of becoming, <laughs> you never actually become until after death. Oh, man. I'm in the word. Actually, I'm in the Bible. Because the Bible says that God is faithful and just to complete the work that he has begun in you up until the day of completion. And when are we complete? When are we truly complete? We're truly complete when we die, when we transition, right? And so we want to make sure that we are truly being guided by God in this season. And I get it. Like, I struggle all the time. Like, I'm not here to 
speak like I'm better than nobody. No, I struggle. I struggle. I've fallen back into sin, right? I've fallen back into cycles of sin. And there's so much power in saying it. Man, this is good. The Bible says, confess your sins one unto the other, right? So that you may be so that you may be healed, so that you may be able to move forward and do what it is that you need to do in God. And so I'm letting you guys know, I'm being real with you. We all fall down, right? But what matters is you getting back up. You mess up, get back up. You've been inconsistent in your faith, get back up. You've just been doing your old thing and wilding, whatever, just to get back up and get back with God. And those who are hearing me, mom, before I hop off, you may not want to get back up right now. I'm speaking specifically to those of you who are like, you know what? I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing. And I respect that because... Everyone is entitled to free will. God gave us the ability, the um, the compartment within our soul to have free will and to make our own decisions, right? But I just want to tell you, as you leave this podcast and do whatever it is that you want to do in this life, even if you decide, I don't want the, the purpose that God has for me, I want to do my own thing. I just have one piece of advice for you. Please don't stop communicating with God. If nothing else, keep that connection open with God. This is going to help you. Please do not turn your back on God. You may be doing your own thing. You may be like, dang, I'm in a sinning mood right now. I'm about to smoke. I'm about to drink. I'm about to turn up. I'm shh. I just heard Keisha say what she said, but nah, or I just heard the pastor say, but you know, I'm still doing me, you know what I'm saying? Like, God, like this kind of hard to kind of, to, to get better, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm still doing me. And, and I understand. I do. I understand. But what I will say is do not turn your back on God. Keep your relationship open. Keep the communication open. Even if it's just to say, God, like, please forgive me. God, help me to do better. God, I promise I'm coming back. I just need to figure it out. Help me figure it out. Or or even in desperation, if you want to change, but you feel stuck, just let God know that. Like, God, I feel super stuck and I need your help. I need a push. I need a boost. Whatever that push is, whatever that boost is, I need an experience with you that's going to make me not want to waver you know what i mean so all i'll say is keep that connection open with god and as you continue on your journey to the art of becoming it you will not be perfect but god is perfect and he will perfect the will his will in your life and so i just want to thank you guys so much and i just want us to pray real quick and close out and i'm just so grateful Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for using me, God. God, I'm so unworthy. Like, God, I'm a mess. <laughs> I'm a hot mess. But you're perfect. And where I mess up, you, God will come in and so even now 
I pray for those who may be struggling. This this is for my people who are struggling. This, this, is, this is not for people who have it all together. But this is for my people who are really struggling in their faith. Who have done some bad things. Who have went back to certain things. God, God even now, we give you our hearts. We apologize for turning to something that can never compare to you. You're so amazing, God. And yet we've turned our backs on you for for foolishness, for temporary pleasures that don't even last long, God. After three hours, the high comes down. After the sex, you feel terrible. After all these things, after the drinking, you have a hangover. It just shows you that whatever the enemy puts in front of you, the end is death. The end is death. So God, help us to remember that. Help us to keep you first. Help us to not help me to not be afraid to share the gospel. Help us to just become who we are supposed to become in you. Thank you so, so much, God. I love you. Thank you for using me tonight. Thank you so much for using me and thank you for your presence. I'm so unworthy, but I'm so grateful and I really appreciate you. Thank you for being our best friend, our father, and the one who cares about us and really wants the best for us and has good intentions towards us. We love you and praise you now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, y'all. I'm a mess. I'm I'm wrecked tonight. I'm so wrecked tonight because I had no notes, like no notes. And God did that. And I'm just trying to be obedient. So please pray for me. (laughs) See the finale. (laughs) Pray for me. Okay. Like I will definitely pray for all of y'all, but I need your prayers too. And I'm real enough to say that. I'm vulnerable. I don't mind saying that. I need all of your prayers. All your prayers. So I love you guys so much. Uh, We did it. What a beautiful year. 2021. Thank you, God. We did it. We completed a whole other season of Let's Heal. Like a whole second season. Thank you, God, so much. And y'all, season three is right around the corner. And that's on period. (laughs) I love you guys so much. Happy holidays. Okay. Uh, Spend time with your family. Eat. Um, Do, do, do it all. I love y'all so much. Like you guys are my heart. Honestly, like I do this for God and I do this for you because I want to see y'all heal. I want to see y'all better. So I love you guys. Thank you for everything. Thank you for all your support this season. I'm so, so grateful. I wish I could give everybody a million dollars, but I don't have it. (laughs) But thank you to everyone that always liked and shared and commented and, and showed love. And really, like, that matters to me. And it matters to God. Because every time you invest in me, and I ask God this all the time, everyone who invests in me, whether it's their time, whether it's their money, whether it's, you know, just listening in, whether it's a share, whether it's a like or it's a comment, I always pray to God that he'll bless them 10 times more than he's blessed me. And I know he will do it for you. So I love y'all. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And I love you.